Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall, just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word daily. Australia, South Africa, the test series, the third test in it, the first day at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Jeff Lemon and Barrett Cinderacen with you. A day that was about half a day in the end, which means that Barrett should be well placed to get it in less than 30 seconds. Happy New Year. So I, I might struggle to keep it to 30 seconds. Let's see. Here we go. The pitch was supposed to be dry. It was. The day was supposed to be wet. It was. Australia wanted to win the toss. They did. They lose David Warner early, but then Manas Labushain and Usman Khawaja have a partnership. And then at one point, Manas Labushain edges a ball. Simon Hammer claims a catch at slip. Manas doesn't leave. They go to replays. Multiple replays. South Africa think they have their man. Manas thinks he's got a reprieve. He starts marking his guard, and then the big knot-out flashes. South Africa are unhappy. Manas bats on. Play is stopped for bad light. Then it rains. Then somehow they come back on. Manas gets off. Play is, got, is called off for bad light, then it rains. Australia, two for 147. 38 seconds, I reckon. Um, so, you know, uh, <laughs> look, there, there was always the possibility that it was going to, to blow out. Also, I wasn't sure about the phrasing of Manus gets off at the end, which I'm not, I'm not sure that he did. I think he got out. Um, yeah, but but he was not in a he was not enchanted with having got out. It was one of the slowest Manus leaving the grounds that I've ever seen. And there have been some contenders, but he took a very long time to leave. Let's start at the start and let's start with the teams because, you know, the whole thing of Sydney, the pitch spins and teams pick spinners and then it doesn't spin. Well, this one, it looks like it will turn. And both teams picked two spinners. South Africans brought Simon Harmer in, which he got from the 30-second summary, to partner Keshav Maharaj, Lungi and Gidi, the fast bowler left out. Heinrich Klaassen came in to replace Tienis de Brain, who's gone home for the birth of his child. And, and then three changes for Australia. Stark, injured, Green, injured, Boland left out for Hazelwood, who comes back. Ashton Agar gets picked not as an all-rounder, but in the bottom four as a specialist spinner. And Matthew Renshaw comes in as a specialist bat at six. So they've got Agar with Lyon plus Hazelwood and Cummins, which is quite a gamble considering that Agar has played, I think, three first-class mm. games in the last three years. He's played 17 of them since his last test match, which was in 2017. So he's done very little first-class bowling. He doesn't have a great record when he's done first-class bowling, and yet he's been picked as a frontline spinner and frontline four-bowler attack for Australia. Uh, so I think there was probably a sigh of relief when... 
Pat Cummins won the toss and they mm. didn't have to yeah. come out and bowl first and have Agar bowling before lunch on the first day. They can try to, to, to pile up runs here. But for South Africa, it was a familiar story. Okay, one early wicket, but then settling into a grind where Kawadra and Labashain just wouldn't let them into the game. Yeah, David Warner came all guns blazing. Like he said, he will. He said it in the press conference after his 100th test that it worked for him going back to his old style of uh, batting, taking the attack to the opposition. Uh, it looked like it was coming off. He hit a couple of boundaries of Rabada, but then Nokia with the new ball, finally. I'm so happy. And I asked Nokia about it. He wants to bowl with the new ball. I said, don't you think you've earned the right to just walk up to Dean Elgar and say, I'm going to grab the new ball. And he said, yeah, but he might have some choice words for me. But I think he should take the new ball because mm. he rushed David Warner, had him out. And then, like you said, Jeff, Usman Khawaja and Manas just... Went about the business like they do. We've seen it do them do this so often in Test cricket and in Shield cricket for Queensland. Uh, and it, it was the pitch wasn't very easy to bat on. Uh, it was slightly too paced to start with. So uh, they were slightly conservative uh, with their approach. They took some time to get going, but then it did become easier to bat on. Manas gets a couple of boundaries away of the fast bowlers. Andrik Nokia bowls a long spell, four from one end, four from the other end, uh, and then the spinners come on before lunch. I think that's when it got started to get a little interesting. Simon oh, yeah. Hammer uh, playing his first test in a long time. Uh, oh no, he did play a test after he's come back. He, he played. He played in the back series against Bangladesh, but hasn't played. Hasn't been first choice, and they've generally yeah. only played the one spinner aside from that Bangladesh series. But I was excited to see him come back into the team. You know, you, you get obviously you get on Australian commentary. Oh, Simon. Harmer. Well, he's taken quite a few first-class wickets. And you're like, this guy has been the bowler in county championship yeah. cricket for years and years. He's, he is the number one reason that Essex have been the most successful county side across formats as well. It's yeah. not just first-class, but what he's done in limited overs cricket as well. And to see him get the opportunity and then before lunch, drift one, have it bite, and then rip past Kawaja's edge. I mean, I was excited to see him get into the fray. Oh, very much so. And I remember seeing Simon Hammer back in 2015 when he toured India with Imran Tahir uh, as one of their frontline spinners. He didn't look very impressive, to be honest, uh, but he's gone and really worked on his craft uh, as a call-pack player in England, made quite an impression. I remember seeing him bowling to England in the Nets during the 2019 Ashes. Uh, I don't remember where it was, but uh, he, he's made created quite a reputation. Now, of course, he's come back to South African cricket. And uh, I said this on air, he outbowled Kesha Maharaj in just three balls. Kesha Maharaj has oh, yeah. not, not had a good series at all. Even today, he's he, been poor. Yeah. He's been poor throughout. And and this was the most confusing thing for me after lunch when they took off one spinner. Yeah. Dean Elgar takes off Simon Harmer. Elgar has been not reading the game at all on the field. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, John T. Rhodes said this on air, South Africa's best session or Elgar's best session as captain was when play was called off and like, you know the session didn't see any cricket uh, and he has had a shocker uh, in that sense uh, a lot of mistakes on the field uh, and we can call them mistakes uh, not just misjudgments and uh, once like you said Harmer was the one who looked like he was going to take a wicket not just in his first two overs but even after lunch well he did he got one given out just after lunch Kawad just sweeping hit on the pad given out reviews it there's a little bit of glove on it but but he'd beaten Kawaja a number of times he gets hit for one boundary by Kawaja and then that's it he's out of the attack and he'd got Kawaja thinking with that ball that ripped and turned, the one you said, the third ball of his spell. Uh, he 
changed Kawaja's footwork. Suddenly, Kawaja was not as confident going back as he has been throughout or he was throughout 2022. And that's where, in the of the first ball of his second over, he kind of plays it a wide one, full one, edges it just past slip. So, Simon Hammer could have got Kawaja out a couple of times in his first few overs. But then, uh, yeah, Elga takes him off. Uh, and, and then, I think... Uh, I don't know what it is with Keshav Maharaj. He's, his strength all these years has been his consistency. But he's been all over the shop. First ball just floated a half volley that Kuwaja drives for four. And he just couldn't yeah. keep control. Uh, and so Australia also came out attacking a lot more in the second session. Well, that, to me, that seemed tactical. because yeah. So a, f- a few overs of spin before lunch um, and then a few overs of spin after lunch. And Manas Labashain seemed to look at it and think, well, this is what might get us out here, so I want to make sure the spinners go off. He started playing what you've been calling the straight sweep, straight sweep. That, that low bat where he gets down low, reaches for the ball outside the off stump, and then really hits it hard so that it goes well in front of square out through mid-wicket rather than trying to sweep behind. Oh, sorry. I was just trying to. <laughs> I was just trying to illustrate what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those watching on video, Barrett's doing a very good illustration here in this weird newsreader setup that, yeah. that, that we've got here in Sydney. So he and and that allows him to play that sweep shot to balls outside the off stump. He doesn't have to wait for yes. uh, an error in line, which Maharaj was providing plenty of. I mean, the one he bowled about a foot outside leg stump and a half volley length. He just made it so easy. Maharaj has provided no pressure he he can't bowl defensively he can't bowl attackingly in this series it's just not working um uh, so yeah Hama got a surprisingly short go of things there was a, a stretch there you know Rabada comes back and and eventually Marco Jansen comes back and, and this is where things get interesting but there's a period of nine overs in, in eight of those overs they hit at least one boundary mm. and in the other one Labashain hits a three and most of those are coming off his bat most of those boundaries so he's suddenly galloping along he's past 50 then he's up to 70 and it's when he's on 70 that this you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of talk about it, the, the usual arguments about it. Uh, Janssen, a little, little bit of movement through the air, it seemed, pushes at it, does Labashain, gets the edge to slip. Harmer reaches out in front of himself, takes the low catch, it seemed. I mean, I was surprised in the first instance that they even referred it. Just watching it live, I thought, oh, well, it's landed on his hands and up into the hands. The, the umpire send it up with a soft signal that says they think it was out. Um, he was just saying to them, yeah, definitely a clean catch. Um, Kyle Verena, the wicketkeeper, was saying definitely clean, saw it go in. Um, and after about 17 minutes, mm. Richard Kettleborough, who's usually one of the umpires that we yeah. rate the most highly, comes back and, and overturns it. What did you make of it? Yeah, look, Manus was asked about it, obviously, in the press conference, and he said that now with the new rules, where the soft signal exists but has no mm. real value. It's not binding. It's not binding. It's uh, it's not... So when... Okay, to explain, put it in simple so words. why do it? Exactly, yeah. I don't know why it still exists. It's one of those weird things where you still... Uh, the umpire on, on field has to say out or not out, mm. but the third umpire doesn't have to overturn it. He's not overturning anything. Yeah, right? he's not looking for conclusive evidence. Yes. He's making an independent judgment. He is. He, so he starts from scratch almost. So in Richard Kettleborough, who we're all a fan, off for obvious reasons brilliant umpire lovely guy uh, and also loves my dressing sense so then another take for him um, so <laughs> speaking of self-indulgence um, so Richard Kettleborough starts from scratch so the first replay is the first replay he sees and that's where it gets interesting because we there are two 
host broadcasters in Australia as we know this Fox is seven the world feed is goes from Fox so seven have a few cameras that Fox don't have and we saw clips and they tweeted it out as well uh, it just follow seven on uh, seven cricket I think on Twitter where you can see a close ultra zoom where it's but it doesn't work in, in Australia today by the way it's down Twitter is down. Twitter is on, unfortunately. But if you're watching it overseas, do go check them out. So you can clearly see the ball go, and it's a straight-on angle. So you can clearly see that his his middle finger, I think his right middle finger, is under the ball, and he clutches it very cleanly. But in these cases, when you have a side-on angle, the more you look at it, the more it'll feel like it has. There is a gap between the finger and the ball, and there is some grass in between. And that's what happened, and eventually, uh, it was it was not overturned. Richard Canberra decided it's it's not out. Mm. But also, what happened was, even like halfway through those replays, you could see and Manas started like you know kind of warming up uh, for for a bat again. Well, the South Africans celebrate, then they're not sure, then they celebrate again, and then Manas goes and starts marking his guard, and then the not out shows up. So a few South Africans go and walk up to him and say. Uh, they don't look happy. When I asked Manas about this, he said, uh, no, 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 it's just that these days, because of the new rules, uh, I, as a batter, when you're not sure, you don't walk. Uh, in shield cricket, I would have just walked. When there are no TV replays, you just walk. But if you have any doubt, you just stay. And then mm. the umpires are obligated to go and use technology, which is what happened. And not for the first time, uh, it, it goes the batter's way, uh, where he's, he's deemed not out. Uh, and the South Africans are clearly not happy. And mm. I justifiably so. Uh, but even till the end of the day, Manas thinks he's not out. Andrik Nokia came and said they thought it was clearly out. Well, I think it's one of those ones, and we've said this on the show before. If you come into it with a 100% ironclad opinion saying that was definitely out mm. or definitely not out, then you're wrong because you can't be completely sure about it. But it did, it looked to me like the ball landed on his fingers. Yeah. Uh, and so from the side on, when a ball at that speed hits your fingers, it's going to push that finger into the ground. So from side on, it does look like mm. it's on the ground, but it's actually got your finger underneath it. And also the surface of a cricket field is not flat. It's not a tennis court. So you can't have a camera that shows you exactly what's happening. There are undulations that will hide the hand on the ground and, and all of the rest of it. But uh, it seemed, I mean, the, the response to it, a lot of people were annoyed by it because we've seen a lot of those close catches given out recently. Mm. The third umpires have it seemed like they'd made an agreement, whether formally or, or just by weight of precedent, that when it was a close call like that, they would generally go with the fielder um, mm. rather than necessarily looking to find fault because of the limitations of camera tech. So that one seemed to go against the run of things, but it doesn't end up costing South Africa that much because they go off the field for hours, about three overs <laughs> after that, they get taken off for bad light, early tea, then it starts to rain, more bad light, all the rest of it. And they eventually, hours later, finally get back on at, at about 5.30 um, or 4.30, they come back on the field and they get four overs in from the last ball of the fourth of those overs, Anrik Nokia bowls one that leaps off a length, Abishane fends at it, little edge behind into the keeper's gloves and he's gone for 79. So he was on 70 when he got the reprieve, 79 when he was given out. Smith comes out to bat, marks his guard and before he faces the ball, they're off again <laughs> for bad light. So, you know, South Africa, I suppose they would have been stewing on it over that long rain delay, but they can't feel too hard done by in the end they've, they've managed to get rid of the wicket one way or another. 
Oh, very much so. And the guy who was stewing at the end of the day was Manas Labuschagne. Because like he said earlier, he took a long time to leave the field. And Steve Smith then walks out. And before he can even mark his guard, his umpires deem to be too dark for play to continue and they walk off. So by the time like Manus would have even taken his pads off, you would have seen Steve Smith and Usman Khawaja walk back in, uh, adding to his annoyance of having missed out on, on a century, which I think he deserved based on how he batted, even regardless of which way you land on the catch. Uh, he batted beautifully today. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think the one bit we forgot to speak about, we haven't spoken about yet, is the bizarre case of Matt Renshaw and Kuhn, mm. where he gets picked, like you said, uh, to bat at number six. And as we found out later, uh, he, he has a sort of a blocked nose, so he asks the doctor for uh, some antihistamine. The doctor says, nah, get a rat test done. Uh, and he, because Renshaw thinks it's hay fever, but clearly he does a rat test and he tests positive. And immediately, and, and a lot of the, and he's trained this morning, he's warmed up. I saw him in the nets, he's warming up with the batters on the field as well. And this is just after the toss. So he's been named in the level. Mm. So his test return is confirmed. And not for the first time in Matt Renshaw's test career, something bizarre has happened with him. You wouldn't want to tell him you had a block nose at, say, 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and get, get rubbed out just before the toss. Yeah, but if, if you tell him it, I mean... There's, there's about twenty grand in match fees on the line for one thing. Um, if, you, if you if you're named in the test side, even if you get coveted out, they still have to pay your match fee. <laughs> so you know, it's a smart play, I say. Ah, absolutely smart play. And uh, but what he gets for a smart play, if it was smart play, is uh, he's asked to pack his bags and go away. And suddenly you noticed it during the national anthem. You know how the Australians like to get into that tight huddle where they hold each other. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't do that. And Josh Hazelwood is sitting, standing next to Matt Renshaw. He's trying to kind of not push him away, but he's like, okay, hold my hand, but I'm not going to hug you. And then Renshaw steps away. That's where you first wondered what had happened there. Mm. And then you see Renshaw sitting next to the dugout like he's serving detention of some sort. Uh, and with the reserves, but not with them either, on a double chair, slumped in the chair. And then he, you see, and then we find out that he has tested positive. I saw him walking around, speaking to a lot of people without the mask on. Then suddenly he has the mask on. Then he goes to check out the pitch when play has been called off for bad light. Uh, and with this big smile on his face, but uh, the rest of the Australian players, you stay away, you check out the pitch on that end, don't come here. So it's just bizarre. Mm. And uh, from what we've heard, he, seen, he has no real symptoms, so he's expected to continue playing. Mm. And just when you think about it, Jeffrey, if this had happened 12 months ago, maybe this test match would have been called off. That's how we were dealing with COVID just last year. Yeah. It's weird how things have turned out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the whole thing would have been off. Probably the whole stadium would have gone into lockdown. Um, instead, they've got Peter Hanscom in the squad who could come in as a COVID substitute if Renshaw feels uh, too sick to play, but at the moment he seems okay. So I guess we just wait and see. If Hanscom comes in, then that would mean two of the class of 2016, yes. the players who were brought in after South Africa beat Australia last time around, would be making their comebacks in the same test match in the same spot. So that would be a turn up for the books. It's a different world we're in. Uh, just quickly on the Hall of Fame, that's for Woodstock Cricket. They make the best bats in the world at woodstockcricket.co.uk. Put in TFW20 for 20% off a bat. Hmm, Hall of Fame today. Uh, I'll, I'll say a cheerio to Sam who ran up to me outside the ground and introduced himself um, very enthusiastically and then ran away again. He had obviously had somewhere to be. It was, <laughs> it was raining. Um, a Hall of Fame for the half of the crowd that left when the first delay got called off. I mean, I think you got it right. Like, yes, we got four more overs in, but it may, may not have been worth waiting around for three more hours to see those four more overs. Um, 
And my main Hall of Fame though is for the umpires who at one point after a long delay, after getting the covers off, announcing a restart time, getting the players on the boundary line, South Africa doing the big huddle, the big warm up, come on guys, we're gonna get out there, we're gonna really give it to them, blah, blah, blah. The umpires go to the middle, take a light reading and then take us off again. Can't you do the reading first? Like, do you have to? Do you have to get everybody all revved up? I mean, it was God. You talk about edging in cricket a lot, but that was ridiculous. It was. Uh, you know, it almost no, not directly, but reminded me of that crazy T20 World Cup match between uh, Bangladesh and Zimbabwe, was it? When mm. Bangladesh thought it was over, teams shaking hands, and then it, it turned out to be a no ball. Uh, and, and all the players of and the Bangladeshis haven't realized they're celebrating, still waving at their fans. It wasn't that bad, but kind of similar because South Africa were in that huddle that you spoke about, and the umpire signaled, and Usman Khawaja and Manas saw the signal, and uh, they were happy not to get out there in that in, in the darkness. So they just ran up, up upstairs. The South Africans are still in their huddle. No one told them, and then Dean Elgar looks around, and there are no batters, and the umpires are walking towards them, and that's when he realizes that play like play is not going to resume, and then the huddle breaks away. And and uh, clearly the South Africans didn't have anything going their way. Mm. Well, they got uh, that late wicket, so that is a little something that goes their way. We'll be back tomorrow on the final word daily for day two. There'll probably be a lot more rain interruptions, at least day two, three and four. That's what it looks like on the forecast. Uh, but we will remain sanguine, we will remain patient, and we will keep uh, telling you what has happened so that you don't have to sit here all day and watch it rain. We'll do it for you. Final word daily. Jeff Lemon, Barrett Sunderason. See you tomorrow.